Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I hope you had a good weekend. And I'm praying that you have a blessed, stressless week. Wouldn't that be nice? Less stress, especially around this time of year. So this show today, we are going to focus on generosity. In light of the holiday season that we're in right now, I think it would be really helpful for us to learn about generosity. And so the question to you is, are you generous? What is generous? And what does God say about generosity? So we spoke, you know, these these last couple weeks all about relationships and how we do that and how we have healthy relationships what to not do to make sure our our relationships are healthy. We talked about personality and a little bit about gender and temperament. So when we think about generosity and we think about the God who created us, generosity is one of his highest traits, if if he ranks them, I don't know. But he is a most generous God. Think about the planet that he made for us to live on, with all the things, all the places to go, all the beautiful sites, the animals, the plants, the, you know, all these different places to explore, and the diversity of this planet, and just the universe, the stars in the sky, rainbows, all these things, so generous. And then he also did even more than that. He gave us himself. He gave us his life. He's so generous that not only did he provide for us and continues to provide for us, but he actually gave his life. And he wants to be with us forever. So generosity is a quality that's a lot like unselfishness. So someone showing generosity is happy to give time, money, food, or kindness to people in need. Generosity is this quality, like honesty and patience, that we all probably wish we had more of and need more of. So when you show generosity, you might give things or money or put others before yourself. But generosity is more than cash and stuff. When you're forgiving and gentle to people, you show generosity of spirit. If you give others help or give them credit for things they've done, that shows generosity. The world would certainly be a better place if more people showed generosity to, generosity to others. So we're really going to learn about this word generous. And one of the reasons it's sometimes difficult to be a generous person is it requires some energy. We have to expend time and energy, maybe emotional energy, Uh, We might need to let go of something. We may need to forego something. And so generosity is the trait 
of being willing to give your money or time. Your money or your time. And time includes so many parts of you and your life. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 14 and 16 says, And the grace of our Lord was more than abundant with the faith and love which are found in Christ Jesus. It is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to have sinners among whom I am foremost of all. Yet for this reason I found mercy, so that in me as the foremost, Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. I love that passage. The grace of our Lord was more than abundant. And we have John 3, 16 through 18, and we know this very famous um, passage, and this is in the Message Bible. It says, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. And anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence and without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. This is how much God loved the world. This is how generous God was. Many times it's much easier to buy people things than to be with them. It's much easier to send a condolence card than to sit with them and cry. And so God was willing to give more than just stuff to us. He gave himself. And I love, this is one of my favorite verses. This is Ephesians 3.20. It says, God can do anything you know, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. And he does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us his spirit deeply and gently within us. He doesn't push us around. He works gently in us. So when he takes up space inside of us, he's a wonderfully generous and polite guest. Second Corinthians, this is, this is also one that really illuminates this idea of, of, of our generous God. This is Second Corinthians chapter 8, verses 2 through 4 out of the Message Bible. And it reads, Now, friends, I want to report on the surprising and generous ways in which God is working in the churches in Macedonia. Fierce troubles came down on the people of those churches, pushing them to the very limit. The trial exposed their true colors. They were incredibly happy, though desperately poor. The pressure triggered something totally unexpected, an outpouring of pure and generous gifts. I was there and sought for myself. They gave offerings of whatever they could, far more than they could afford, pleading for the privilege of helping out in the relief of poor Christians. That is God working through people, and the people saw his spirit at work. And it was shocking and exciting. 
So what does this tell us? Generosity brings hope, healing, inspiration, energy, relief, encouragement. It ushers in so many things under this one word. Let's make it simple. Give what you have, and if you don't have finances, give approval. Give patience. Give acceptance. Give a smile. Say thank you. Like we said earlier, give someone credit for something they've done. Brag about someone in front of people. Be generous with your kind words and your praise. See, the most powerful thing in our closest relationships is when we show generosity. And that's like getting over something quickly. Let it go. And when we accept people where they are, when we pray for them instead of complain about them, when we find compassion and mercy for their condition, when we don't take things so personally, and we're able to distinguish between, you know, the irritating, annoying, and frustrating, and unattractive, and being illegal, immoral, and unethical, or dangerous. So we let them be God's problem, and we love them as best as we can. We really work on loving them as God loves them. Because we can trust that he's doing a good work in them, even if we don't see the evidence. Because God is far more concerned and aware and committed to their problems and behaviors than they are and than you could ever be. So that's where we get that saying, take the the plank out of your own eye before you address the splinter in their eye. So let, let's look at two things, two, two different categories of where we're generous. And that is, we're going to look at the difference between the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. So the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit are both supernatural expressions of God, and they are intended to encourage and comfort the body of Christ. But they're different in, in many respects. And so the Bible describes the fruit of the Spirit as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is out of Galatians chapter 5. So those are are the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the Bible describes the gifts of the Spirit as those of wisdom and a word of knowledge, special faith, healings, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, and various kinds of tongues and interpretations of tongues. So the fruits are a quality, and the gifts of the Spirit are action. They're action-oriented. So God wants the church, he wants his people to have both gifts and fruit. Because Unbelief, ignorance, disobedience. The church has two common problems concerning spiritual gifts. They either lack the use of the gifts or they misuse the gifts. And both of these problems would be solved if Christians truly believe they had died with Christ and no longer relied on their own natural abilities. So God's work must be trusted solely in Christ to sovereignly live through these. 
They cannot be man-made. They're not manufactured by humans. See, many, many Christians pursue fruit, but they neglect the gifts. From God's perspective, though, it's not a matter of one or the other. He wants us to desire both the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And so the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 10, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Because the gifts and the fruit are different in nature and purpose. And the reason I'm teaching on this today, that we're really taking time, is because these are the intangibles. Because not all of us have a whole lot of money. And God wants us to be wise with our money and with the things that we need to be able to take care of our own lives and our children. But the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit are free. They're free to us. And he wants us to freely give them. So when we look at the major difference between the two, it's found in the nature of spiritual fruit compared to gifts. So the fruit of the Spirit are the attributes of God's, his divine character. Whereas the gifts of the Spirit are the instruments of God's divine power. So we want to be generous with these attributes. We want them to be seen by the world. And we want to be able to utilize the instruments of God's divine power. This changes the world. So the gifts and fruit are produced differently. So another major difference between spiritual gifts and fruit is how they are imparted. The gifts of the Spirit are received spontaneously by an act of faith. And the fruit of the Spirit, these are produced over time by abiding or persevering in faith. And if you want to look up Luke chapter 18, verse 15, it talks about this. And so... The gifts of the Spirit are received spontaneously, but the fruit is produced over time. Just think of how long it takes fruit to be made on a tree, and then it has to ripen, and then it's ready to be plucked. Then it's ready to be eaten to give people all kinds of nutritional benefits. So we want the fruit that God is producing in our life to be edible to be life-giving to the people that we are giving it to. So one brother in Christ compared this to the difference between a fruit tree and a Christmas tree. See, fruit is formed slowly over time by being virtually connected to the life of the tree, whereas Christmas ornaments are like gifts, which are placed on a tree by a single act in a single instant of time. See, the Bible says the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable, and that's Romans chapter 11, verse 29. This means the gifts are not loaned out and then recalled. See, this is generosity. If someone falls away from the faith and becomes carnal and ungodly, their ability to use the gifts will not cease. For example, we even see this with King Saul. He became very rebellious, ungodly, depraved, but he still prophesied. In 1 Samuel chapter 19, 18 through 24. Consequently, the gifts do not necessarily reflect the spiritual character and sanctification of the person who exercises them. Whereas, this is important, the fruit is an expression of that person's character and sanctification. So there's a great, the great danger for Christians who exercise the gifts 
is for them to think and feel that they are more spiritual than they really are. Think, think of how confusing it is to the world when someone operates in the gifts of the Holy Spirit but has no fruit. They live a carnal life. This is, this is where the world is extremely confused and feels very deceived and has a harder time trusting God. So the fruits of the Spirit, we must really be abiding and working on these so that if and when there is a spiritual gift that God gives, we have the character to hold it, contain it, and use it appropriately. So we even see this in the Corinthian church. They abounded in the spiritual gifts, but they lacked in spiritual fruit because they remained carnal-minded. And their failure to be convicted that they were spiritually carnal and lawless, even though they exercised the spiritual gifts, is a sober warning to us all. Because God says, you shall know them by their fruit, not their gifts. See, this is the key. The world is going to know us and know God truly through our, our fruit, not just these exciting manifestations of the Spirit, a supernatural happening. So generosity is a character, it's a virtue, and it has lasting power and effects. And you have to know that God's going to hold us accountable for both our fruit and our gifts. Always go back to the idea of that Christmas tree. It's beautiful. It's awe-inspiring. But it doesn't feed you. It doesn't sustain you. So we really want to make sure that as we are developing as Christians, as, especially as we get closer to Christmas, that one of the greatest gifts that we can give back to God, because he's given us so much, is our commitment to working on character. That we are seen as generous people. We don't want to be like the slave who refused to do anything with what the master gave him. We know that story of the talents. And so we need to desire the spiritual gifts and be responsible stewards with them. So it's a serious and grievous thing if you refuse any gift which God gives, gives you or wants to give you because this is what his son died for, was so that the world would be changed through us and sustained through the fruit of our lives. So when we look at characteristics of God-honoring generosity, there are 10. I, I found 10. And I like, I like to look at these because this helps give us just some, some direction. It helps us to have some um, target points that we want to be really thinking on and, and working toward. And so when we look at Acts uh, chapter 20, verse 35, it says, Remember the words of the Lord, how he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. So a life of generosity reflects God's nature in a very special way. And so the, the first way, the first characteristic is the motivation of genuine love. So is it possible to give without loving? As we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3, it says, Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and have not charity or love, it profiteth nothing. On the other hand, God, 
God's example demonstrates that the presence of genuine love motivates giving. We have John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So genuine love motivates generosity. So when you genuinely love someone, you're going to get, you, you want to give them what they need. And it's not going to be without the motive of personal reward. You'll, you'll be giving without expecting or needing to receive anything in return. Because you give because God gives. We don't give to get. So the love in your heart is more important than the gift in your hands. It gives meaning to your actions and it strengthens your relationships. This type of giving really reflects God's generosity. And through it, he continues to accomplish his redemptive work. So 1 John chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. It says, Whoso hath this world's good, and seeth, seeth his brother have need, and shut it up his bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed, in action and in truth. So number two. A characteristic of generosity is the aim of bringing pleasure to God. God is very pleased with our giving because it reflects his own generous heart. Think how you feel when you have your children and, and they're generous to somebody. They walk up to a stranger and, and hand them a flower or something. Or they're generous to their siblings. You know how that feels as a parent. It's a vital part of fellowship and communion within the body of Christ. And we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 6, and 7, said, God loves a cheerful giver. And the word for cheerful means propitious or merry or hilarious prompt of giving. A hilarious giver is one who eagerly gives God the first fruits of his increase and takes advantage of the opportunities to meet the needs of others. So the cycle of generosity continues because God is able to make all that grace abound toward you. And in the abundant, many thanksgivings are, are then given to God as well. So as we end today, we're going to end with um, this third one, and we're going to start this up again tomorrow. And another characteristic of generosity is that it strengthens the unity in the body of Christ. And the human body illustrates the unity and independence that God designed to characterize the church. So when we have much, we should give generously and graciously. When we have needs, we should receive with humility and gratitude. Walk in love as Christ also loves us. So a gift, a gift. We want to give these gifts generously, freely, abundantly, without expectation, because we belong to Christ. And this way, we will not lose our reward. So I'm so glad you spent time with me today. I want you to live and love generously. Ask for the Lord to continue to fill you so you have so much to give. 
Have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow more about generosity and are you generous? This is Cynthia Hyatt. Make sure you check out the website, CynthiaHyatt.com. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.